0: Good morning. All right, welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I thank you for joining us here today on this beautiful day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, We have a couple of announcements for you, so I'm going to turn it over to my friend to my right, and she's going to tell you all kinds of fun stuff.
1: Good morning. Uh, First of all, I'd like to tell you there's gonna be baked goods for sale again after church over in the side. The pink bulletins today are in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Pastor Michael is interested in starting up a Bible study. Please let him know your thoughts, what to study, when to meet. And his email is there on your announcements. The harvest dinner date is Thursday, October 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. It will be carry out only. And Linda and Sheila would like to know if you would please sign up after church to help with anything that with help is needed. Thank you to those who helped cook squash on Monday instead of baking desserts for our dinner this year We are asking for small donations of money and we will buy pies locally. We feel this will be easier for the drive-in dinner by limiting the options and allowing us to pre-pack the pies into individual containers. Pumpkin path event for kids, Sunday, October 25th from 1230 PM to 2 PM. Kids are welcome to dress in costume see dottie and or nicole for information and or to make donation for the event we are still looking for crafters for our november 7th show 9 a.m to 3 p.m and we would like our church crafters to donate an item to donate to our table that we have at the craft show all saints day sunday november 1st At 3 p.m., we will hold a memorial service to honor the loved ones who have passed this last year. If you would like to participate and have your family member recognized on this day, please contact the office to let us know as soon as possible. Tecumseh Fresh Food Initiative is looking for volunteers and people to serve on their board to support their mission of providing food to individuals and families in the local area. If you are interested, please contact Tecumseh United Methodist Church at 517-423-2523. We have a new email address. Our new emails have been set up. A big thank you to Pastor Michael. Soon we will be sending out a test email to you to make sure we have everyone in the new system. Thank you for your patience with us getting to this point. Please use office at org for general e- emails like address changes, questions, and so on. Please send your prayer request to prayer requests at org. If you wish your prayer request to remain private, send them directly to the pastor at REVMWV at gmail.com. Our prayer concerns today are Nancy Martin's cancer is back and please no visitors. Cards and prayers are welcome. Jody Williams and her family in the passing of Al. Bob Gieske's brother-in-law Dick. They have been weaning him off the ventilator and tests showed he has had multiple strokes. Letitia Waltz, daughter-in-law of Roger and Linda Waltz, is in ICU. She's home now, I'm sorry. Oh, she's she's home, she's home now. Yay. Yay. Louise Padone's son, Alan, is battling a bad infection in his kidney and gallbladder. Mary Rushlaw is recovering from surgery surgery for an abscess tooth. Carol Tapp's husband, Dan, is home recovering from and needs one more stint. Ryan and Lori Young, motorcycle accident, they had very serious injuries. Sue Hartig's body is responding well to the new chemo drug. Diana Quig had foot surgery this past Friday and is home recuperating. Lois Hall fell last Sunday at church has one broken rib and possible damage to the spleen. If you have any more prayers or concerns, please notify the church office, Pastor Michael or Sheila.
0: Do we have any other announcements?
2: We also have uh, a trustee meeting right after church today for all the trustees, so probably about 15 minutes after service today if all the trustees can gather inside the church for a short meeting. Thank you.
1: Now they can hear that. Right? <coughs> now will you join me in the call to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. O oh God, you split apart the sea with your might. You smashed
3: the heads, the heads of, of the, the
0: dragons, dragons in the water.
1: You crushed the heads of Leviathan.
0: And gave his as food to the wilderness.
1: We will put our faith in you, O God.
0: To protect us from the monsters of the deep.
1: The opening hymn today is There's Within My Heart a Melody, number 380 in your hymnals. And we're only singing verse 1 through 3.
2: broken strings stir the slumbering chords again footprints all the way.
0: and strength we We know know that you are are our refuge and strength from the the monsters in our world
3: even the darkest deepest places of your creation
0: your light shines brighter brighter than any star or sun come come, oh God and be present with us now as we lift to you our praises and thanksgiving for all you bless us with
1: in your name oh God
0: and we'll continue with hymn number 534 be still my soul (laughs) If you would please join together aloud with me in our prayer of illumination. Holy God, Word made flesh, let us come to this Word open to being surprised, silence our agendas, banish our assumptions, cast out our casual detachment, confound our expectations, clear the cobwebs from our ears, penetrate the corners of our hearts with this word we know that you can we pray that you will and we wait with great anticipation amen
1: the first scripture reading this morning is Proverbs 12 verses 25 through 28 in the NRSV Anxiety weighs down the human heart, but a good word cheers it up. The righteous gives good advice to friends, but the way of the wicked leads astray. The lazy do not roast their game, but the diligent obtain precious wealth. And in the path of righteousness, there is life. In walking its path, there is no death. The word of God for the people of God. And you say
0: to God. God's wisdom turns the wisdom of the world upside down. God calls us to unexpected and extravagant opportunities to grow in our gifts and in our faith. Holding things close in fear distracts us from the path of discipleship, but trusting in God and in God's future leads us to great generosity and joy. We will now collect our offering as well as have our noisy coin collection.
3: fellowship what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms what a blessedness what a peace is mine meaning on the everlasting arms meaning leaning. safe and secure from all alarms Leaning. everlasting arms oh how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way leading on the everlasting arms oh how bright the path grows from day to day leading on the everlasting arms leading Secure from all alarms Leaning, leaning Leaning on the everlasting arms What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms I have blessed peace with my Lord so near leaning on the everlasting arms leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarms leaning 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 on the everlasting arms leaning leaning. and secure from all alarms, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting
1: Is yeah.
0: All right, if you would please join me in our doxology, which is on page 95 in your hymnals. All things come from you, O God, and with praise and thanksgiving we return to you what is yours. You created all that is, and with love formed us in your image. When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior, that we might have abundance and eternal life. All that we are and all that we have is a trust from you. And so in gratitude for all you have done, we offer you ourselves and all that we have in union with Christ's offering for us. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. In addition to the uh, people we lifted up earlier, Uh, We are also asking prayers for George Fisher, Dottie's uh, father. He is currently in the hospital uh, experiencing heart issues as well as some other medical uh, complications, so please keep them in your prayers. Holy God, we come before you this day, this beautiful day that you have made. We are thankful and we rejoice in it. God, we are thankful for the opportunity to come together to worship, even if it's not what we would normally want to be doing inside our sanctuary. We are thankful to still be able to come together in this space, to be able to still be closer to one another, to see each other's faces, to know that we are still a strong and committed community of faith. We are thankful for the opportunity to celebrate blessing, or, uh, birthdays and anniversaries, for the opportunity to spend time with our loved ones. There are so many ways you bless us, Lord, some so far beyond our own comprehension, but we still give you thanks for those as well. But God, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, so we also lift to you the things that weigh heavily upon our hearts and minds. God, in addition to the names we have lifted, we pray for all of those who are struggling with medical or health issues, but, but, but. whether fighting cancer or injuries or dealing with this pandemic, this COVID virus, God, whatever it may be, physical, emotional, or mental, we lift them into your healing hands, and we pray that you would continue to watch over the efforts of all of those involved in the healing and healthcare process, from our doctors and nurses to our surgeons and lab technicians, our research scientists, our EMTs, all of those who work so hard to help keep us healthy and help us to live the lives that you have laid out before us. We give you thanks for all that they do and ask that you continue to walk with them and strengthen them for the journey that we still have ahead in this time of pandemic. God, we also give you thanks and lift to all of those who work so hard to help keep us safe in this world. From those who serve in our military and armed forces to our firefighters and police officers, to the first responders, and so many others who willingly sacrifice of their time and their own safety and well-being to keep us safe. We ask you, God, that you would please keep them safe and strong, guide them in their words and actions. And Lord, for those that we love so much who are still far away, we ask that they might be able to come home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in this world. We lift to you our world and every nation in the world and the leaders of every nation. God, we pray that you would touch their hearts and minds and inspire them to find ways to work together for peace and the betterments for all humanity, not just a select few. Also touch our hearts and minds that we might be reflections of your love to the world, that we might love our neighbors as well as our enemies, that we might be a shining light to the world of your love and grace and the salvation that is there god we lift all of these things as well as everything else that we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds into your hands into the loving sacrifice of jesus christ amen now is the time that i'd like to invite our youth and children to come on over and hang out with me for a few minutes um remember we are all children of god so everyone is invited to come forward But if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come forward. How's everybody doing? Y'all, they're doing good too. You guys awake? Yeah, mostly. So, I'm going to sit down right here and hope I can get up again later. Um, (laughs) So, I'm going to. Okay, come sit down. In a little bit, when you guys go to Sunday school, I'm going to talk to the adults and I'm going to read them a story out of a book in the Old Testament. And it's a story about a really, really scary animal called the Leviathan. And the Leviathan was a very scary sea beast. But you know what's kind of funny? Nobody's really sure what Leviathan was. There's some scholars who think that Leviathan was a whale. There's some who think it might've been an alligator. There's some that even think it could be an elephant, which I never understood that one because I don't know too many elephants who hang out in the ocean. Do you guys? I don't usually see elephants in the ocean. There's even some people who think it was some kind of dinosaur. But we don't know for sure, but we do know it was really scary and the people were really afraid of it. Hold on, you're fine. Can you think of, of other animals that are kind of scary? What, what animal might be scary to you guys? What do you think? Werewolf, Werewolves and what was it? T-rex. The T-Rex, that, he is scary. What about you? What, what scary animals? Uh, lions. Lions, sure. Uh, tigers. tigers, yes, they are very scary. What about you guys? Can you think of any scary animals? Lions, sharks, sharks can be very scary. Um, Some people are afraid of bats because they think they're gonna get stuck in their hair and and they can. Um, But you know what's really something we have to always remember? All of those animals, even though they can be scary sometimes, guess what? God made all of those animals. And in Scripture, in the Bible, it tells us that God put humans over the earth so that we're supposed to help take care of all of the animals. So that means God believes in us so much that even those scary monsters like sharks and lions and all those other ones, God knows that as long as we are smart and we don't do silly things that will get us hurt, that we can still take care of even the scary animals for God. How cool is that? I think that's pretty cool. So even though they might scare us a little bit sometimes, we have to remember that God will always protect us. We just got to be smart in what we do. Does that sound good? Can we handle that? All right. So I need your help with one more thing. We got to do the Lord's Prayer because the adults keep forgetting the words. So I need you guys to help me. Can we do that? All right. Repeat after me. Ready? Our Father... As we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory wait, for thine is the kingdom, the power, glory, forever and ever. Amen. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming up and hanging out with me. And we've got some suckers. Then you get to
4: go to Sunday school.
0: All right. Let us prepare for the Lord's coming by putting aside our fears and repenting of our sins. If you'd please join me in our prayer of confession. Forgiving God, we come before you humbled and afraid of the unknown. The monsters of this world both hide in the shadows and present themselves in the light of day. And even though we know that you are always with us, we still fall prey to the unknown and the things that creep in the darkness of our lives. We ask for your forgiveness, O God, amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, fear not. The grace of God appears bringing salvation to all. Our sins are forgiven. It is the will of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify for himself a people of his own, zealous for good deeds, all to the glory of God, to the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me now for our affirmation of faith, found on page 882. We are using the Apostles' Creed, the Ecumenical Version. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate,
1: The second scripture reading today is Psalm 74, verse 13 through 23 in the NRSV. You you divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the dragons in the waters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You cut openings for springs and torrents. You dried up ever flowing streams. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You established the luminaries and the sun. You have fixed all the bounds of the earth. You made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, how the enemy scoffs and impious people reviles your name. Do not deliver the soul of your dove to the wild animals. Do not forget the life of your proof forever. Have regard for your covenant, for the dark places of the land are full of the haunts of violence. Do not let the downtrodden be put to shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Rise up, O God, plead your cause. Remember how the impious scoff at you all day long. Do not forget the, forget the clamor of your foes, the uproar of your adversaries, That goes up continually, the word of God for the people of God, and you say,
0: "Thanks be to God." And we'll continue with hymn number 101 from all that dwell below the skies.
2: From all that dwell. join the same
0: third scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Job chapter 41 verses 1 through 14. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down its tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Will it make many supplications to you? Will it speak soft words to you? Will it make a covenant with you to be taken as your servant forever? Will you play with it as with a bird, or will you put it on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its skin with harpoons, or its head with fishing spears? Lay hands on it. Think of the battle. You will not do it again. Any hope of capturing it will be disappointed, Were not even the gods overwhelmed at the sight of it? No one is so fierce as to dare stir it up. Who stands before it? Who can confront it and be safe? Under the whole heaven, who? I will not keep silence concerning its limbs or its mighty strength or its splendid frame. Who can strip off its outer garment? Who can penetrate its double coat of mail? who can open the doors of its face? There is terror all around its teeth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to join me now again in an attitude of prayer. O God who created the depths of the oceans and all that lives within, we that you now touch We know that you touch us in the depths of our souls. Quiet our hearts, bring peace to our minds. Free us from the distractions of the things that we fear. Be present with us now, O God, as we prepare to hear your message together. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As we begin our second week in our sermon series, Things That Go Bump in the Bible, we move from the creatures found on the land to those that inhabit the depths of the ocean. And while Daniel's monsters that he described came from a dream he had that we heard about last week, the beast that we have just read about in our scripture for today was surely no dream It has been reported that anywhere from half to four-fifths of life on Earth is actually found in the ocean. It is also estimated that the oceans contain about 99% of the living space on Earth. And yet, despite that, humanity, we have only explored somewhere between 5 and 10% of the oceans. Now, that may have to do with the fact that roughly 85% of the ocean area is the cold, dark environment that we have termed the deep sea. And let's be realistic here. How many of us here today would really want to dive down into waters so dark that you can't see anything? Show of hands, anybody? Yeah, I didn't think so. Me neither. And... And why? Are are we afraid? Is it just the darkness? Is it the feeling of falling into a void that doesn't seem to end? Is it the unknown? The unknown of what creatures may be lying in wait? Creatures unlike anything we have ever seen? Did you know that in those depths of the deep sea, there are crabs that are over 12 feet long? That's, that's really big. I mean, it would be great for it like, you know, Red Lobster, but um, 12 feet long. Or what about the fang-tooth fish whose teeth look like a scary Halloween mask or something out of a horror movie? Vampire squids and Pacific Viperfish also roam the depths of our ocean. How about dragonfish that have that little thing hanging in front of their face that glows? That one showed up in Finding Nemo, if you've ever seen it. Or how about giant squid and sperm whales who have had legendary battles beneath the waves and in the darkest depths? I don't know about you, but I hope I never run across a, star, a stargazer, and I mean that quite literally. They bury themselves in the sand, and they leap up to attack their prey as it goes by. Plus, apparently several species of those little darlings are electrified and capable of delivering lethal levels of shock. Makes you just want to go run and dive into the ocean, doesn't it? But we at least know about a lot of these creatures. Can you even imagine how the people living in the time of the Old Testament and other ancient times around there must have felt They didn't even know that a lot of that stuff existed, and that might actually be scarier. People's imaginations and the power of a good story or a good legend can be much more frightening than the reality of a situation. And these aren't the stories about who caught the biggest fish, you know, it was this big. These are stories about truly, truly amazing creatures. So let's look at our third scripture reading again from from the book of Job. We enter at this description of the Leviathan, a great beast who brought fear into the hearts of men, or at least the author of this passage. It has been debated over the years, as I told our children this morning, that this Leviathan might have been a whale or a crocodile or even an elephant. And I again would like to reiterate that I don't exactly understand how that last one works. Um, The first two, at least, you tend to find around water or in water. um, And those, both a crocodile or a whale, would have at least been found in that area near where we believe Job had lived. The argument for the whale is kind of improved by the fact that the creation of whales was historically looked on as a greater example or proof of God's eternal power due to the sheer size and nobleness that so many people attributed to whales. Modern Hebrew even translates Leviathan to whale. Interestingly, though, later Jewish sources explain the Leviathan to be a dragon that lives within the deep. There are also some believe that The names Leviathan and Behemoth were given to dinosaurs, which may have still existed during biblical times, or what we would call dinosaurs. But even scripture doesn't completely agree. In Psalm 74, it says that God crushed the heads of Leviathan, keyword their heads, which makes it sound like there's more than one head, and gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness, Psalm 104 mentions Leviathan as the author is praising God for the creatures that God has made. Again, that would probably sound kind of like the whale, this noble creature. Then Isaiah 27 tells us that on that day, the Lord with his cruel and great and strong sword will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent. Leviathan, the twisting serpent. And he will kill the dragon that is in the sea. Honestly, sounds a little bit like it could have been Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. And I would say, based off that last bit from Isaiah, the idea of the dragon or serpent seems somewhat more convincing, I think. But in the end, does it really matter? If you were swimming along in the ocean or the sea or even a lake, and you were faced with a great whale about to devour you, or a giant dragon or serpent-like creature intent on the same, do you think you'd feel very different? I can't really imagine someone faced with the whale would be treading water thinking, oh, well, at least it's not a huge water dragon that's about to eat me, it's just a gigantic whale. That's a huge relief. But let's look at how the author in Job is referencing this truly unruly creature Of the depths of the sea? Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? It sounds like to capture Leviathan and overcome this beast is nearly impossible because normal fishing methods would not be enough to contain and subdue this creature. Will he make supplications to you Will he speak soft words to you? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your servant forever? Again, can anyone possibly think that they could tame this monster of the deep? Would anyone somehow be able to control this giant of nature and make it obedient to their command? Then we have verse 5, which is absolutely one of my favorites in this section. I'm, I'm sorry, it just makes me laugh because it brings a very funny image to my mind. Will you play with him as a bird or will you put him on a leash for your maidens? I'm trying to picture a maiden or a young girl sitting by the seaside holding a leash that is attached to a gigantic sea beast, petting it, talking to it like you might a dog or a cat. And I don't know why that just makes me laugh. But we go back to this ferocious sea dragon or whale or or whatever, and I think it starts to sink in even more what makes it so scary. It's not just its size or its teeth or its strength, although those are scary enough reasons. Where do we find this beast? In the sea, in the ocean, a place where people drown a place where we cannot put our feet on a solid surface. A place that humanity, especially back then, but even still today at some levels, is at mercy of the waves, the weather, the very whim of the water itself. We have no authority or, or real power in water, if we're honest about it. I mean, yeah, we have boats, we have submarines, flotation devices, that's great. That's really not that much. Boats can sink. Submarines can fill with water. Flotation devices can be popped or broken. In all honesty, we are truly powerless in many ways when we are upon the water. So as scary as the beast might be, the home of the beast can be just as scary. And I think it's scary not only because the sea and the ocean are not literal solid ground on which we can stand, but in the figurative sense too. Those deep, deep, dark depths of the ocean hold the unknown. As humans, we tend not to like the unknown very much, because if something is unknown, then we can't be in control of it, and we might have very little to no power over it. And we like to think we're in control and that we're in power, And when something challenges that idea, that reality, that dynamic for us, we we don't like it. But the more I look at these words in Scripture, the more I believe that this passage is actually telling us more about the power of God, the power of our God, than the strength of this great sea beast. If the creatures that God created and put humanity over to care for and rule over are so powerful that we are in awe of them. How awesome and powerful must our God be. The God who has dominion over us and all creation. God's power so far exceeds anything that that this sea beast could muster up, it's almost beyond our comprehension and to be all honest, it may even be beyond our comprehension at many times. And the good news about that reality, the knowledge of God's power, is that it is limitless and everlasting. That God has placed humanity over creation to care for it shows how much God loves us. That power and that love are reflections of a God who wants what is best for us and provides us the protection of that love through that power. God God doesn't leave us alone to battle the figurative creatures in the darkest depths, nor the actual physical ones either. Our God is always there. So in those moments when something brushes our foot and frightens us in the water... God is still there. When we are faced with what seems like an abyss that falls forever into darkness and nothingness because of an illness or depression or whatever may be weighing us down, God is still there. And God will always be there, even when we are unsure or faltering in our faith. But you know what, one of the best things about facing that darkness and the unknown with God is? God doesn't let the darkness last. Yeah, it it might seem like it drags on at times or seems like it's never ending. But we have to remember the greatest news of God's love the light. God sent the light into creation in Genesis. And God sent the light into the world when Jesus came to save humanity and all creation from sin and death. And that light is brighter than the brightest sun or star. It is warm. It is clean. It is safe. It reminds me of a children's song that many of you may be familiar with called This Little Light of Mine. I'm fairly sure most of you probably have heard it either when you were in Sunday school or your children were in Sunday school. But for those of you who maybe are not familiar with it, it talks about letting the gospel, the love of God and Jesus, shine in the world. That light will make the abyss explode in brightness. It will cause the evil things to run and hide. And it is everlasting. As scary as this Leviathan creature may be, it is still a creature of God's creation and one that God has placed humanity over to care for. We must work to not fear these dangers. Respect them, absolutely, but not fear them. We have to work to put our trust in God, the God of the light and all power and love. There will always be unknown things in this life. There will always be things that scare us. There will always be beasts, both the figurative and the literal, that will cross our paths. But the lights will never be extinguished. As you go about your time this week, I ask you to carry the lyrics from, from that song with you everywhere you go. For those of you who are not familiar, the song goes something like this. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I am asking and challenging each and every one of you to do just that. Let the light of God's love and grace and the saving acts of Jesus Christ shine brightly through you and in everything you say and do. Be that beacon of hope to others through God's love. Can you imagine how bright this world could become? Can you picture the darkness of our world fading away into the loving warm light that is our God? I believe that I can and I hope that you can as well and share the excitement in making the effort to help push that light out into every crevice of this creation. So I ask you, won't you try with me to light up this world? Amen. Our closing song is number 292, What Wondrous Love Is This? Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are children of God, the beloved children of God, loved and accepted by our heavenly parents through the grace of Jesus Christ. Go now out into this world claiming and clinging to that love, which makes a difference in our choices and our priorities. Be that light. Shine. Do not be afraid. Do not hide. Let that light illuminate everything around you and in you. And may peace be with you this day and always, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
4: Amen. Pastor Michael, on behalf of the congregation, I offer these gifts to you. (laughs) Pastor, with appreciation for your ministry... What we pray for you, guidance. For the paths your feet will daily follow, wisdom. For the counsel you are asked to give, compassion. For those you are called upon to help, what we wish for you is strength. To stand for what is true and right, even when there is opposition, courage. To press on, even when things seem routine, perseverance. To follow the desires of God that God has placed in your heart, even when you doubt, what we give to you, support. For your leadership, appreciation. For your calling and gifts, thanks. For the person you are in Christ, God bless you, Pastor Michael, and your family. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you very much, everyone. You are all a blessing to us
3: as well. It's actually a car horn in there.